Welcome to the Launch School Podcast, where we discuss education, programming, and how to build a rewarding career in software engineering. Hi there, welcome to another episode of the Launch School Podcast. This is a slightly different episode in that it's a recording of a webinar we did a few weeks ago about our deferred payment program. Now, why do we include a webinar in the podcast? Well, the reason is because this webinar is actually a panel of Launch School students, and the conversation is mostly about their journey through Launch School. So I thought it'd be suitable for the podcast. Lots of really interesting conversation and tidbits. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Okay, yeah, welcome everybody to this webinar. So this webinar is initially for the Deferred Payment Program, but we're going to have a slightly different approach to this, and that uh, this is our second one about the DPP, the Deferred Payment Program. So we invited a panel of our former and current students at Launch School to talk about their experience going through Launch School. Uh, and before we get to the panel, I just want to summarize real quick what the DPP is and how we thought about it. So the Deferred Payment Program is a little different than our standard program in that all costs are deferred. So at Launch School, uh, we have two segments to our entire curriculum. One is the core curriculum, one and the other is capstone. Capstone is ISA-based, income sharing agreement-based, which means that you don't pay anything for capstone until you get a job. And we take a percent of that salary. The core curriculum, however, is a monthly subscription. It is $1.99 a month and it's prepaid. The deferred payment program is only a pricing change. So no curriculum change and nothing else changes. Everyone has to go through the same program. But the deferred payment program means you defer even the core curriculum. So you pay until you get it. You don't pay us until you get a job. Uh, the deferred payment, deferred payment is a little bit higher than $199. It's $299 a month. Um, but and also for the deferred payment program, there's a guarantee. So in other words, if you finish the whole thing, including capstone, and you don't get a job that pays at least $60,000, then the whole thing is waived. And of course, if you've seen our salaries for capstone, you'll know that really we're not taking a big risk there uh, because our average salary is about 115, nearly double that. So the, the goal there is to show that we believe in our curriculum. We believe that for a certain type of student, when they come to us, they finish the whole thing, it's nearly impossible to not get a job that pays at least 60,000. Um, and a huge part of that is mastery-based learning, is going through our core curriculum and the way that we enforce mastery each step of the way, by the end, you're gonna be good. You're gonna be good and we believe that. And with Capstone, we believe that we can compete for six-figure jobs. So that's, that's um, been our pedagogy for you know, many, many years now um, the deferred payment program is just a pricing change. It allows people to defer everything, not just capstone, but the entire thing uh, until they get a job that pays at least 60000 Now, we, there are other deferred payment programs out there besides Launch School. And I think we've tried to design it from a very student-centric perspective. And we took several approaches that I think are very, very unique that is different than uh, anything I've seen. The first is we've lowered the switching costs. So in other words, you can leave at any time before capstone. So anytime in core, even if you're in a deferred payment program, you can leave without committing your future salary, which is unlike any other deferred payment program out there. In any other deferred payment program out there, if you're, if you're there for three or four months, some portion, if not 100% of your future salary is committed already. You have to pay that company regardless if you um, leave early or not. For Launch School, we're always about, you know, not trapping students. We want people to leave if it's not a good fit. We view that as a feature. So if you're in the DPP program and you're in core curriculum and you leave, all you owe us is that $299 a month times the number of months you were at Launch School. That's it. Uh, without, again, committing a future salary. We also have the highest salary guarantee. 60000 is currently the highest salary guarantee uh, uh, in terms of, you know, not, not paying anything unless you make that threshold. Again, our average is so much higher than that, that we can pretty much be the highest guarantee uh, in the market without any, um, in, any caution or, or um, suspicion. Um, another part that's really important about the way that we, we consider our deferred payment program, and it's really our ISA, which is very generous is that we only consider the base salary. A lot of other uh, deferred payment programs have an ISA 
and they look at your entire income for the end of the for for a 12 month period or for the whole year and that's a big difference between the two a lot of people don't think about that but there's raises there's bonuses um and for launch school we don't look at any of that we just look at your base salary and that's it and for a lot of other programs they actually look at multiple years of that which can be extremely extremely high um, especially if you're getting raises uh, your second year. Um, and finally, I think the maybe the, the biggest advantage for students for our deferred payment program uh, and, and our, it's RISA as well, is that we, we have this guarantee, the deferred payment program, that you don't have to pay us unless you make $60,000. That unless has a time duration. So for us, it's 12 months. So if you can't get a job with earnest searching, job searching for 12 months after finishing Capstone, then you don't owe us anything. And again, that sounds great. But again, for us, our average time to accept an offer is 10 weeks after Capstone. So in 100%, we have 100% job placement rate in Capstone. Um, 12 months sounds like a long time, but there are other programs, deferred programs out there that are saying a, a kind of a similar pitch, but they say five years. Uh, 60 months, right? And so that is extremely inclusive in that you can leave the program and then almost get like a undergraduate degree or something like that for a couple of years and then get a job. And then you're still on the hook for that initial ISA that you signed. Uh, so for a launch goal, it's only 12 months. After 12 months, if you don't get a job uh, after searching full-time for 12 months, then you don't list anything, right? And all of that is because we have such confidence in our program. Our numbers coming out of Capstone are just absolutely uh, industry leading. And uh, uh, so we're able to design a deferred, completely deferred payment program that I think is uh, by far the most student centric on the market. So today um, we have a panel. Um, so Stacy's here, she's leading our deferred payment program. She's gonna moderate the panel um, and we have three uh, former and current students. The former students are working engineers. So um, we'll talk about their experience going through law school and uh, yeah, just give kind of a background about what they do. So I'll hand it over to Stacey. Thank you, Chris. Um, and welcome everyone. Thank you for being here today. Um, today we have Graham Robertson. He is a DPP student currently enrolled in our core curriculum program. And Thank you for being here, Graham. Catherine Edmond is um, a launch school student who has just completed the job search portion of Capstone successfully with four offers. And Derek Gross, who is a launch school grad who is a software engineer at Ridgeline Apps. So welcome, thank you all for being here. To kick things off, let's um, get to know each of our panelists. Derek, will you tell us about your experience with programming and technology before launch school? Um, a bit about your journey with launch school and your journey since finishing launch school. Sure. Um, so while I always considered myself uh, you know, a someone who liked technology, who, who liked to take apart like um, broken electronics and try to figure out how they worked, um, I, I didn't really get into um, software engineering or um, uh, programming until a few years before I, I, um, I joined launch school. I you know, had a little bit of experience messing around with, um, say, Codecademy and, and those types of programs where it's kind of follow along with a, a, a tutorial, um, but really came into, into uh, launch school's um, predecessor program um, called T-Leaf Academy um, as, a, as pretty much a, a fresh newbie with, with no real knowledge. And that program uh, wasn't uh, mastery based yet. Um, it, um, they hadn't uh, adopted the, uh, the, the current pedagogy. And um, I was someone who, who signed up with the program and I was kind of expected to, to follow along and, and, and kind of keep up with the cohort. And, you know, life happens and I, I found myself falling behind. And, um, you know, um, T-Leaf Academy slash launch school um, really thought about students like me and adapted their program and, and made a change and said, hey, this is happening, I, I suppose, not just to Derek, but to, to a lot of students. And they made an adjustment. And I'd never seen a, a, a program that really, you know, thought about my experience or cared about my experience enough to make such large changes to what they were doing and how they were approaching it because they weren't necessarily achieving the results for everybody that they wanted. So it was a really encouraging sign early on. Um, I ended up, uh, you know, 
signing up um, with Launch School um, in early uh, 2016, and I, I you know, started in the, in the program. Uh, you know, made uh, made made some progress. I was doing well, and then um, you know, my brother <laughs> asked me if I wanted to uh, to join him in a startup venture, and I you know couldn't resist the opportunity to, to, to put a few dollars in my pocket. Uh, the salary was, uh, was, was way less than, than what, um, you, you know, um, what launch school would, uh, would, would recommend that, that you, that you take something for. Um, if I had taken this salary, I, I wouldn't have owed anything from, you know, from the DPP it was under that $60,000 threshold, but, but still I, I, I moved away from, from the, you know, the building of fundamentals to, to start learning, but I, I stayed involved with launch school and I, and I continued to, uh, to work through the program. That opportunity didn't, uh, didn't really work out. Um, I ended up um, in a, in a, a, a position uh, with a, a small marketing company, uh, actually manning the phones, doing sales for them as I attempted to finish up the, the program. But at this point, I was you know well past the, the back end uh, portion of um, the launch school curriculum. I was into the front end, and um, the owner of the company actually um, found me reading a, um, a book on JavaScript on a break uh, and asked me if I wanted to, to do a tryout um, with their. Um, with the IT department at this company to, to you know, perhaps step into a, a tech role. And for the second time, I, I kind of put my, my studies at launch school, you know, um, a bit on the back burner. I, I know Chris is shaking his head at that um, for, for even less money than, than the first time. But again, my, my, um, my goal coming into the program had been to just kind of get a, that, that, that typical foot in the door um, entry level role and kind of work my way up. I, I, I thought that, that that might be, you know, the, the right way to do things. And I, I found it was really hard to study and, and stick with launch school and, and actually complete the program and learn all the things I needed to, to do on the job. So while I, I excelled and I, I did pretty well at, at the job, I wasn't able to, to, to stick with launch school, um, ended up uh, leaving again. So, you know, got a couple of promotions there, did pretty well, but really didn't find myself on, on the path that I wanted to be on. Um, I took a, um, a position with a, um, a boot camp for, for uh, you know, I, I taught a cohort at, at a, um, at a well-known boot camp in New York city last year and still just didn't feel like my career was going in the right direction. So I, you know, contacted Chris and I said, Hey, Chris, what do you think about me coming back to, to, to launch school, finishing up the core, doing the capstone um, program, you know, and he essentially said, if you're willing to work hard, you, you know, I, you know, I, 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 you know, believes in me, but um, you know, there, there's a lot of hard work to do. So, um, Took on that challenge last year, finished up the core curriculum towards the end of, uh, of 2019, um, did capstone starting in January of, of 2020 and finished up in, in the spring. And yeah, um, this summer I accepted that role with uh, Ridgeline. Very, uh, very happy to be with them. Congratulations. Um, and welcome. So Catherine, please tell us about your experience with programming and technology before launch school again, your journey with Launch School. And if you would like to share with us your next steps outside of Launch School, that would be great. I actually thought I might start from the end, like where I'm at now, because I think it's a very exciting and special place to be in. And kind of rewind to where, where I start, started from after. And just to say, I'm, I'm in Montreal, so I'm based in Canada. Um, and yeah, well, I, I was part of the last Capstone cohort. So it was a summer cohort. I started the job search mid-September and I got multiple offers and just accepted my offer last Friday. So it's not, it's not even official, so I won't mention the name of the company and you won't see it yet in my, on my LinkedIn, but it's a very special moment uh, to me and I think it's kind of validation for me for, for sure, but for other people also of the launch school path, just kind of putting in the efforts and then arriving at that moment that we all look forward to, right? Of like having multiple offers. And well, it's not only that, it's like the company I ended up uh, accepting the offer is one of my, was one of my target companies. So definitely like a place I targeted, I knew I wanted to work there. The salary I was offered is much higher than my target salary. And the position is a, a senior position. So it's kind of, okay, what, what else can you want? <laughs> um, so this, hopefully would grab people's attention and kind of uh, going back to the past, my own um, 
So contrary to Derek, I didn't have anything to do with programming before starting in launch school. Uh, I started in 2018. So no programming, no STEM background. Um, I do have a master degree, but I was interested in linguistics and logic. So there is a connection, but I kind of considered myself a, a humanities person. I didn't do math since high school. And I would say my time at launch school was um, definitely not a straight path. And I would say a bit to, to kind of um, add to what Derek was saying, I, I think it's one of the strengths of launch school actually, the flexibility, because life happens. A lot of stuff happens, we don't have control over it. And to be able to persist and continue, sometimes putting in less hours, sometimes more. Uh, I moved from one country to another country during that time and, and, and to be able to continue, right? Through all those changes was amazing for me. So again, starting like 2018, um, so I know launch school very well. I'm kind of in a special position also because I was a student and I was a TA for a while. So I feel incredibly lucky to have had that chance. I love to teach. Uh, I thought a lot of uh, things through my life. So I was a teacher in many, many different moments. Um, so some people might know me as a TA also. So I think I have a kind of good perspective, right? Both like core curriculum student, a TA for the beginning uh, courses, a capstone student, and kind of now just entering the job market. Congratulations, that's super exciting. Thank you. Um, so Graham, will you tell us? Um, so Graham's our newest student here, or not newest student at launch school, but newest student. Um, on this panel today, and he is actually participating in the D DPP program. Um, Graham, will you tell us a bit about your experience with programming, say, same format basically, programming and technology before launch school and then your journey with launch school. And it would be great to hear how you decided to apply to DPP. Yeah, yeah, um, I will do my best SparkNotes version because technology has kind of been my life. Um, because around the year I was born, my dad started an IT company. Um, so I've always had kind of a baseline uh, understanding of technology and I guess a little bit more than most people do, you know, when they're seven years old and there's a bunch of motherboards lying around on your kitchen table. Um, so, so I've already always kind of ha been around technology, been comfortable with it, um, and obviously grew up with the expectation that I would do something with it um, because it you know, was what my dad did and whatnot. Um, but I didn't really start digging in until I was about 13, which is when I did a robotics camp. Um, and that's when I really got interested in technology, um, which I mean, back then it was very rudimentary robotics kits. Not like I was really doing much other than just screwing some things together, but I loved it so much and um, I became a counselor there. And so for about five years, um, I, I did robotics camp counseling um, with the goal of going to college for electrical engineering. Um, and that's what I did. Um, I, so the, the robotics camp was hosted by a university. I ended up going to that university um, and doing electrical engineering. Um, but, uh, you know, like a uh, similar thread, life happens. Um, college wasn't really my strong suit, um, <laughs> so, to, so to speak. Um, and uh, it, it was very much like trying to jam, you know, square peg down a round hole. Um, did great on projects, exams not so much. Um, as most freshmen had trouble always showing up to class and all those usual uh, college struggles. Um, and at the same time, I felt like I wasn't really like learning things to learn them. I was learning things to get an A in a class or to pass this exam. Um, and I knew that like in a technical discipline like engineering, like most of these things like are going to follow you throughout your career. There are core fundamentals in pretty much any industry, but especially in engineering that like, you know, talking to my professors, like 
they were like, yeah, you're here for four years, but this is like 10% of what you'll end up doing. This is just the foundational stuff. And I really liked that idea of just building that strong foundation and then going into a career and learning even more as you go. Um, but again, college didn't really turn out very well. Um, so I ended up dropping out of school last year. So spring of 2019, I dropped out of college um, and just got a basic IT help desk job at Dell. Um, and it was not fun um, being in a call center and, you know, doing all of those fun stereotypical have you tried turning it off and on again type stuff. Um, I knew I wanted to go into software development. Um, all of my favorite courses that I did in the electrical engineering always had to do with programming, whether it was VHDL, which is a hardware description language or MIPS, which is assembly. Um, I always enjoyed that aspect of it. So I knew I wanted to go into more of the software stuff. Um, and so I begrudgingly approached my father um, and asked if, there was any work to be done for the company uh, on the software side. And he graciously let me uh, come to work for the company doing um, basically maintenance development, a lot of bug fixing on a decade old PHP site. Um, and so I knew it wasn't necessarily a career launching job, um, but it was something. And, and that's, you know, like that was enough for me at the time. And so that was almost exactly a year ago now. That was in September of 2019. Um, but like I said, I knew that like, this wasn't going to propel me into the types of jobs I wanted. Um, you know, the, the only other developer at the company I had known since I was like five, um, and he's still at my dad's company, which is great. That's good for him. But I, you know, wanted more than just, you know, small IT company, you know, in rural Kentucky. Um, and so... I started searching around for other options other than college. Um, I started a bootcamp that will remain anonymous, didn't have a great experience there. Um, and that's when I kind of felt super lost um, because I knew that like, it was just gonna take a lot of work to be able to get to where I wanted to, at least from a self-taught perspective. Um, and that's when I found Launch School. Um, at, at talking to most people, I feel like it's a very similar thing where you just kind of like stumble upon it. Um, it's not really something that's like out there in your face that you know about for a long time. And that's when like the light bulb went off. That was in January of this year. Um, and then I put it off for a few months um, and started in April, I think, or March, March or April around then. Um, and, but then my educational anxiety came back um, you know, didn't really trust myself to perform well enough, um, just felt like it might be another college situation where, you know, maybe it's not for me. And so I just kind of stopped myself before I ever really started. Um, but as I started like taking a couple courses at a community, community college and whatnot, I just really missed how launch school worked. Um, and so I came back in July um, of this year and dedicated my full-time focus to it. I kind of had an unofficial deferred payment agreement with my mom um, because I moved back home. Um, and she was like, you know, I'm okay with paying this for you. I can cover it, but you'll have to pay me back basically monthly after you get your job. Um, so I kind of already had my unofficial deferred payment thing going on there. Um, but I also like, I mean, obviously I have other living expenses. I have car insurance, I have my phone bill, I have other things I need to pay for. And, you know, saw myself kind of needing a job soon. Um, and so I was in the middle of interviewing for the highly esteemed UPS package handler position uh, when y'all announced the um, deferred payment program. And, um, and that's when I, I started the deferred um, interview process. And so I've I guess I've officially been part of the deferred program for a month now. Um, and so the reason I, I decided to do it was uh, one, to just you know take that pressure off of my mom. I'm already living here and eating food and, and using water. Um, so I figure I uh, should uh, take that pressure off of her. Um, 
and, uh, and yeah, and it's been great because it's given me the, um, the ability to really focus on this full time. Like, like this is like my, basically my full time job. Obviously, uh, you know, you know, there are some days where I get five hours in some days I get eight hours in, but it's been the primary focus. And that has been super, super helpful in my progress here. Um, because it, it just lets me structure my time and my days around making this work. Well, thank you. Thanks for being here today too. Yeah, thank you. So, so Graham, well, while, we, while we're all already on you, um, can you started out in the standard program? You told us a little bit about what drew you to DPP. Were there any, um, were, are there any other benefits that really stood out to you in terms of, of the DPP program? Yeah, um, Chris mentioned this briefly, um, just talking about DPP generally. Um, but I, I also have, I don't necessarily have a super legal background, but I, I worked within, like I worked for a year in like loss prevention and I took some, you know, legal courses. And so like I almost always read the legal jargon of things to make sure I understand what's happening. And that's what actually uh, pushed me away from my last unnamed bootcamp. Um, because I read the ISA and I was like, huh, um, <laughs> no thanks, four years, huh? Um, so I, so yeah, uh, when I read through the legal, uh, you know, the legal documents, um, you know, as weird as it is, that's what was kind of comforting um, because like launch school scoped things in terms of like months instead of years. And, um, and I think that was the biggest thing for me is because like, I just, the way my dad, you know, raised me, I just have this like aversion to any kind of debt. Um, and so like, uh, so like that's primarily why I dropped out of college. It was like my scholarship was getting lower and lower and I was like, okay, I don't want to take on debt. <laughs> Let me get out of here. Um, and so I think that was the really reassuring thing was like, you know, you get your job, there's your year of monthly payments and then you're done. That's it. Um, so I think that was like the biggest thing other than like already being familiar with launch school. And like, I think that was the other like thing was like, I was already part of the core curriculum. I was like in one, I think I was in 170, the networking unit around the time that, you know, I, I started doing DPP application stuff. Um, and so like, I was already familiar with launch school and knew that like, this is what I wanted to do. Um, so I think that was a big, a big plus. Um, but also like with the core curriculum, I had already left and come back. And so it was reassuring to know that like that flexibility is still there um, and built into the program. Thank you. Um, tell us where you are right now in the program. You're on, did you say earlier 216? Yeah, I passed 216 on Monday. So I'm just now starting 225, yeah. Nice, nice. Which Thanks. for those of you who don't know, that is the next to last unit in the front end course. Um, so yeah. Catherine, why should, if, if I'm a student, why should I do capstone? Derek wanted to say something. I saw he, okay, he unmuted himself. Oh, I, I, I was starting to say that. Um, you know, I, I really appreciate that that flexibility with, with launch school as well. The the ability to you know that the, the goal isn't to lock you into something. You know, again, I I left and came back a couple of times, and it was never really held against me. You know, the the, the question was always, you know, Derek, are you ready to work hard um, at this? You know how hard you have to work now. Do you, are you ready to 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 commit the time and the energy to it? It's it's a really big plus. Cool, cool. Thank you. Um, Coming back to your question, so you're asking about Capstone, right? Why you should do it? Right, yes. I'll start with something else. I think it's a pattern in my answers. Uh, just saying that it's it's a choice, right? I personally, personally know a few students, uh, friends now, right? Lunch school buddies, uh, who after core curriculum decided not to do Capstone for their own reasons and found a great job and are very happy, right? So it's a choice. Um, that being said, for me, it was an incredible experience, both by itself, and I'm convinced that I couldn't have reached for the, the level of, of a job I reached for, right, without Capstone. So it kind of propelled me to that next level. Um, I know a question that comes up 
often is kind of about the content of capstone. And I think that's not the interesting question, actually. Like the content, uh, some of it is obvious, right? It's kind of there's no magic trick. Um, and, and it's very well covered. Uh, and no surprise, right? The advanced data structure, advanced algorithms, and, and other stuff. That's not a surprise. So, and again, the content, there are excellent books out there. So the, the strength of Capstone, I think it's beyond the content. It's the context. And that's where the magic happens. Uh, so for me, the, the real strength was about learning to communicate. So it's not only that you read on all these advanced topics, it's that you're constantly fiercely discussing them with other highly motivated students, right? So you're a small uh, team. Uh, again, a very motivated students who have a very strong foundation. You are 100% committed and you're talking about the to these topics day after day, getting some, um, it's both like learning how to express yourself uh, clearly, which is a skill that came in very handy during the job search, but getting feedback also. So this constant feedback from your peers and from the instructors uh, day in and day out that's kind of a way to skyrocket your learning. And I think it's very hard to reproduce, right? It's not something that's easy to do by yourself. It's, it's very motivating as an environment. And it's again, uh, I, I can talk later about like the job search, but one of my big realization was, was that there's the technical aspect, but there's the communication aspect. And it's, it's no less important. So the way you communicate your ideas and the way you present yourself, is very, very important. And Capstone is a great way to kind of practice that and get to the next level. Yeah, I, I can't agree more that the, the real benefit of Capstone is just being surrounded by highly motivated, you know, highly inquisitive people who are gonna hold you to a high standard. Um, my, uh, my partner on, on my Capstone team, Kelvin, is so smart and, you know, really humble and, and, and willing to listen, but, took nothing for granted. And, and you know, I, I have a, a lot of knowledge that comes from kind of various places. And it's kind of like, you know, sometimes there's a, a, a little, uh, you know, mushed up there in my head to get mixed up together. And he would force me to really think about it and explain how and why if we were going to build something or if I had an idea about how something would work or, or, or what we were researching. Um, the, the real benefit, and you know, it goes beyond on just my team, you know, that's, you know, that's, that's everybody there and Max and Melissa, you know, they really would, would ask questions and force you to really think about and put into words um, these concepts um, that are, are kind of in your head. And, and that, that's going to be familiar to anybody coming through launch school, you know, prepping for, for, you know, for the live assessments means that you really have to think about the words and, 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 and how your understanding of things is constructed, but your, your capstone um, mates are, are going to push you to the, to the next level there. And it, it makes all the difference in the world. I, you know, I'm a million percent confident, you know, speaking to my, my colleagues at work now, because I, I've gone through that experience with, with people, um, you know, who are, who are thinking about So on that note, thank you guys. Um, on that note, can you kind of talk about a bit about the difference in your experience with, um, with the core curriculum versus capstone? Is that to me? Sure. Yes. Oh, um, sure. Yeah. So similar in, in the sense that, 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 um, that the material is, is challenging. You know, capstone is designed to, to, to push you even harder as far as the material. It's not quite um, mastery based at this point, but you know, you've spent so much time um, learning you know, fundamentals and, and, and learning how to learn about uh, different topics uh, through the core curriculum that um, expanding on that knowledge and, and learning new things um, and, and learning how to, to, to accelerate your, your pace of adoption so you can get to the point where you can, you, you know, you can use the technology as, um, is really that goal and capstone. So um, yeah, it, it definitely flips from, from being more about um, uh, being a, a, a deep and, and thorough, um, you know, building of fundamentals to putting those fundamentals into practice and, and, and growing accustomed to, 
to, to leading on them implicitly. You've learned them so well, you've, you, you know, law school has forced you to, to, to think about these topics so deeply that, you know, the, the, uh, the, the concepts and the ideas and, and the, the way you express yourself are, are at your fingertips when you need them, when, you know, you're in a fast paced environment where you need to be thinking quickly, you need to be producing a research paper, you know, with a partner or two overnight and presenting to people who are gonna hold you to a high standard and ask you lots of questions about this thing that you just started researching maybe 24 hours earlier. Thank you. Maybe I can just add a bit to what Derek said uh, quickly. Like, I think we talked about, we, the three of us talked about the flexibility of the core curriculum, right? Very flexible. Sometimes you can put in more work, sometimes less. So capstone, 100% focused, right? So it's the moment where you kind of fully commit yourself and then in, in that sense, it's not flexible, it's a total commitment. So that's one thing. It also changes in the um, way the instruction is conveyed. So much more uh, in-person time. So it's a lot of uh, Zoom meeting, instructor time, right? A, a lot of in-person learning. And I think another very important switch is kind of this um, mastery base. That is the core philosophy of the, the core curriculum from a kind of just-in-time learning. And the way I felt, it's a bit sometimes of this sport analogy, right? Where, uh, okay, you learn to dribble and you practice your dribbling and you, you kind of um, work on your fundamentals until they're fully integrated. And, and I feel uh, kind of to continue the, the sport analogy, the just-in-time learning is kind of the match time, right? You unleash the magical power. And that's a bit what it felt like in Capstone. It's like, we've got, the fundamentals down. Now let's see what we can do, right? And it was kind of this a very powerful feeling actually of unleashing the ability to uh, ramp up really fast on advanced topics. I love that, thank you. Um, so Derek, will you tell us about your results and your outcomes since finishing launch school? Sure, um, so I um, I came into uh, to, to Capstone, you know, obviously lo looking to, to to get to a sort of next level. Um, I had you know been in a in a developer role um, previously. Um, it was kind of a, it was a lot of fun, um, in the sense that I you know there was a lot to learn, you, you know, as is always the case um, in, in a dev role. There's there's plenty to learn, plenty to do, but at the same time. Um, I would ask questions about, um, you know, of my mentor who was wonderful um, on the job there about, you know, what I should learn and where I should go next. And he was kind of like, oh, it's up to you, you know, just kind of, you know, learn stuff, show up, get work done. And uh, you know, I wanted to be in a, a, a just a different environment where, where people are, are operating on a different level. And, and, you know, one of the things that, that, um, that, that I think about on occasion is how, how um, you know, I, I started um, launch school um, back in, in early 2016. I, I stopped to take that, that job with the startup and there is a, another student who started um, uh, with launch school in, in the core curriculum um, early, uh, you know, around the middle of that year. So I'm working this job and he's starting the, the program, you know, ends up passing me, if you will, in a sense, you know, finishing the, the core, going on doing capstone, you know, by the time I'm accepting my job, um, you know, with, with Ridgeline, he's already, um, you know, I believe he was on pace. He's currently like a, a senior level developer at, um, you know, at a at an engineering focused company. And I, I sat there thinking, wow, like this is this is the path that's that's, that's kind of laid out for me. This is that's where I want to be. I want to be at, with an organization that operates on that level. And you know, at the same time, you know, you know, my father told me, hey, look out for opportunities with with startups. It's it's hard work, but the the rewards are 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 really at, at the next level there. And I, I sort of got fortunate in, in the sense that the, um, I got to com combine the two. I, I got to to get involved with um, you know um, a, a startup Ridgeline that um, is uh, building enter enterprise software um, and um, you know building it from the from the ground up. You know, or working on a um, in, in, in a really interesting product in, in an interesting and, and complex field that really needs um, people to to uh, work hard and, and come up with innovative solutions and. Um, and it allows me to, to be surrounded with, with people who are, you know, who are thinking about these, these things all day and, and, um, and, and really, um, you know, helping to, to push me to my limits as a developer. It's, it's really just the, the kind of environment 
that I that I really wanted to be in. So it, it kind of hit all the marks as far as as what I could possibly be uh, looking for career wise. And um, yeah, it, it um, really it has has been an amazing experience. Very difficult, but 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 a lot of fun. And Catherine, did you feel prepared to enter the job market? What was the preparation? Sorry, what was the preparation like, and how did you feel during interviews with prospective employers? And, and if you want to share any of your results, that would be great. Sure. This is kind of a multi-question. Uh, questions are many kind of aspect to address. Um, Preparation, I can talk a bit about, there's the kind of technical preparation and there's the personal preparation, maybe how I feel personally. So the first thing I want to say is it was a surprisingly very pleasant, fun and interesting process to go through the job search. I know it's not the usual and I'm, I'm sure uh, experience can vary, but for me, yeah, it was kind of pure fun uh, to say that I wasn't intimidated at the beginning would be a lie, right? So at the very beginning, before starting, I think as many other people, we do have all these insecurities, uh, am I good enough, uh, all of that, right? And um, I had never spoken with a recruiter before, so it was very foreign to me. So again, a bit of insecurity uh, in the beginning. Um, I felt very strong uh, on the technical level because all of Cap's song is about, about that and core curriculum also. And I felt extremely uh, supported uh, by the instructors and by uh, my cohort teammates. So that gave me confidence that I don't think I could have had otherwise. Um, and then starting the job search itself, the insecurity kind of went away because the reaction was very positive. Uh, so it was kind of experience after experience of just people reacting really well to, to who I was, um, <clears throat> to my background, uh, being very, very interested in our Capstone project. Uh, one aspect that I like to emphasize is I was actually very surprised at how they're interested not only in your technical skills, but um, in who you are as a person and how you work within a team, which is also something that I think bore both, both core curriculum and the launch school community as a whole and Capstone uh, they strongly encourage that kind of communication. So they, they will ask you, and I'm talking about like the recruiters, the employers, they ask questions to, to see how you communicate, how you respond to feedback, um, if you're a good team player. And this, this is also something that Capstone prepared me well for. So this is feedback I got. So again, like in the interview process, I don't think there is any magic trick. The feedback I got was very positive, but I just did what I was trained to do throughout my time at Launch School, uh, which is uh, break down a problem, uh, explain my thought process. And it has become by now kind of second nature. So it's easy for me to do. And their response was kind of overwhelmingly positive. Like the company that ended up making me off my, uh, the best offer, there were actually three different teams that wanted me. So because you meet with a lot of interviewers throughout the process and they all said, and I don't say that to brag, right? I said that to kind of confirm that lunch pool <laughs> teaches you some very valuable skills. So they, they, they complimented me on like the uh, clear communication and the uh, very thorough problem solving abilities. These are the things they pinpointed as kind of, wow, you were really good at that. And in my heart, I know this, I'm good at that because I was taught like since the first course, I think even students in the, the first Ruby or JavaScript course can, they, they, they're already starting to develop these skills that will be so valuable during the job search. Uh, so yeah, for me, it's a kind of confirmation of all uh, these efforts invested, but also in the path that a launch school gives us, right? So you have to walk the path, the efforts are mine, but there is a way, right? Launch school sh shows us the way. So, okay, walk on this path. Uh, there is no hand holding, but if you follow the path and you put in the effort, then, and I know sometimes it's hard to believe, I think even for myself, until I, I was there by myself, it, it's still hard to believe these success stories. 
but when I, I was actually in that position where, okay, I have like, I have multiple offers from great companies and the skills that I've built through my time at Launchpool are actually very valuable. And uh, this is kind of really the, the moment of confirmation, right? That the path I've chosen when I chose to study with Launchpool is a, is a very good path. Thank you. That's, that's, I'm, I'm really excited for you, for your, your next step in this journey. So, um, Derek, did you feel prepared to start your job? And how do you feel now as you're working in Ridge, Ridgeline? And um, I guess, did launch school impact that in any way? And if so, how? I feel uh, incredibly tired. Um, my, <laughs> so um, my uh, my second uh, uh, baby daughter was was born, uh, you know, um, a few weeks ago. Hey, thank you. Um, so, um, uh, you know, I, I mentioned that to say, like, these are these are really hectic times. Um, you, you know, um, you know, from in a, in a lot of different ways, and yet, um, in conversations, you know, with my colleagues, um, as I'm um, thinking about the technologies that we're using there, you know, there's a lot, a lot to learn that's new, a lot of new technology, um, a lot of technologies um, that I don't have a ton of experience with. Um, I feel very confident and, and very well prepared to, to read documentation and understand um, a, a lot of what's going on, certainly enough to ping a colleague and ask a, a, a pointed question that, that, that helps me get my understanding from here to here. And you know, and I uh, an understanding of what it's going to take to be able to to use these technologies and um, to uh, a sense of of when I'm ready to 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 write some code or when I might need to to you know sit with somebody or or, or review um, you know uh, a piece of code elsewhere that's doing something similar or or, or those types of, of questions. I have uh, I, I feel a, a good strong understanding of of software engineering and what software is trying to accomplish and how it does it. Um, and that comes from, from being immersed um, in the environments, um, you know, doing, a, you know, whether it's, 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 you know, taking some portion of the, of the core and, and doing that full time the way, the way Graham is and, and saying, I'm all in on this. I really want to be thinking about this as much as possible, as opposed to a little bit here and a little bit there. Um, you know, not to knock that approach, but to uh, you know, that you know, being um, um, in an environment that that encourages and, and needs that um, is 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 comfortable at this point because again, I, you know, going back to Capstone, I've done that, um, and you know, where people you know again have a high standard and and want to learn and, and want to progress and want to build uh, you know great tools, great projects there, so they can build great projects um, you know as a part of a team. Um, like uh, like uh, the team I'm working on with uh, with the Ridgeline. That's I love that. Um, so I think Chris, did you did you say I just saw maybe there were some other questions coming in? Do you want to bring those in, or do you, do you want because I have some more questions and I can keep going, but I want to make sure we're answering all of them. Yeah, I'm, I'm answering all the questions in the Q&A. Most of them are kind of logistical and fairly detailed questions about DPP, which um, I can answer. There's one about imposter syndrome though. And um, maybe this is, I'm guessing mostly for Derek, since you're working, Catherine hasn't officially accepted yet and she hasn't started yet. Um, so Derek has been working for a little bit, but um, do you have imposter syndrome? Did you already ask this? Stacey, Impo about oh, yeah. imposter syndrome? Okay, no. yeah. So how do you deal with imposter syndrome since there's so many things to cover that's impossible to feel ready? Like, do you feel ready for work and do you still have imposter syndrome? So now I, I do, I, I feel ready. Uh, um, I think uh, a large part of, of the launch school experience is forcing you to, to, to learn so deeply and, and, and so much and, and uh, to spend so much time thinking about these problems that, um, that the, the fundamentals kind of become second nature and you don't, you stop second guessing them the way as, you know, as an athlete, you know, I, I played um, sports in high school and, you know, I, I played football and basketball long enough that I didn't have questions, 
later in my career about you know how to run a particular pattern, how to how to jump and catch a ball or tuck it, and it, you know, those things become automatic, and they're new concerns that 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 challenge you. But the the concept of of imposter syndrome syndrome kind of kind of moves behind you, um, and I can say that that contrast from my you know with my my first uh, work experiences, you know I can go back to to, to starting with a you know with a marketing company where. You know the the owner found me reading the book and said, "Hey, take a you know take a shot with our IT department." It was a lot of sitting and watching. You know my mentor, who's you know a twenty year veteran, super talented, just just you know create an analysis cube in an SQL from scratch. Just sit down. And he would just pound like his fingers are flying like this, or actually more like this. He was a you know, didn't type very well, but like, you know, super smart and, and, and just knew. And like, I, I would just, I'm, it's like watching the matrix at that point. And at that point I'm saying like, like, is this really for me? If this guy, you know, I can type better than he can, but he, he knows so much, so much more about software engineering and, 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 and development. And, um, you know, good mentorship goes a long way to, towards, to, towards, uh, you know, relieving that. So, you know, there wasn't, you know, there was, there wasn't a lot of pressure for me to kind of progress. It was like, yeah, sure. You know, come sit watch you know like uh, it, it doesn't really matter at that point but that's not a great job you know that, that that's not that that's not the, the the making of a great job um by the time you you finish say uh capstone you're so well versed in in, in say ruby and javascript that, that you know for me I, I can pick up python i can look at python code and understand what it's trying to do and you know if you know if i make a typo and and you know and, and the code doesn't run properly I, I can i can debug that and i can fix that um it becomes more about uh, um taking those concepts to, to uh to a sort of next level and and at a certain next level and you know it's hard to say exactly where it is that imposter syndrome just kind of Kind of falls behind you. You realize that you're in the same boat as a lot of people, learning new things every day, learning you know, you know to implement new technologies, trusting in your teammates the same way I trusted Kelvin um, and um, and my other um, teammates in Capstone to, to to help me learn, to help me understand, and help me grow. And just to refine that question a little bit, so I think for Catherine too, that same thing, imposter syndrome, even exiting core. Uh, so I got a follow up, exiting core, sort of, how do you know you're ready for Capstone, that type of thing, yeah. and. Yeah. <laughs> I have lots of things to say about this, but I think I, I've suffered a lot from imposter syndrome throughout my life. I, I think it's partly, like, I think the confidence issue uh, has something to do, right? So imposter syndrome is kind of, it's, it's, and I say this, it, again, I feel it a lot. I think it comes from a kind of lack of confidence. And I think what did change for me was when I realized, again, it's, it's related to those fundamentals, right? So when I realized my fundamentals were strong, I switched from that mindset of like, I'm, I'm stressed out because I feel I need to know everything about everything. And there's like, I don't want anyone to see a gap in my understanding, right? Because I'm kind of unsure of myself to a position where I'm confident in my general ability enough that I can ask those questions. And this is something that comes back again and again. Um, like even from professional engineers, right? That one of the most important thing you can do is just be very comfortable asking all and any questions, right? Dumb questions. And I think you need some measure of confidence to be able to do that. And that comes, for me, it came from the, um, so again, going out of core, uh, I, felt, I felt strong. I think capstone, there is this kind of adjustment where you have to, from mastery based to just-in-time learning, where you have to understand that you won't master everything because it's just endless and you have to, to make peace with that. And I know for some people it's difficult because it's really kind of a switch in your mind. But then when you make that switch, it's very empowering because it empowers you to ask questions. And uh, I had a realization on quite a few occasions and during the job search also, of just understanding how nothing is beyond my reach in, in the sense that I can learn stuff very quickly. Uh, so it happened during the job search, a technology I didn't know, maybe a take-home project, boom, I can learn it. And people were actually very impressed by that. So they're not, I think in my experience, the good companies, they're not like exactly quizzing you for knowledge about everything. They want to know, they want to check that ability. Can you learn something fast? And they were actually very impressed by that. So not by the fact that I knew it or I didn't know, right? But the fact that I could learn it very quickly. Again, for me personally, it's very empowering. So I feel okay with not knowing everything. I feel okay with asking questions. 
Uh, I'm sure the imposter syndrome will come back to bite me at some point. Uh, I think it's part of life. But I, I think I have this kind of core confidence that not, nothing is beyond my, my reach. It might take a bit longer time, depending on of, of what I want to, uh, to achieve, but, but it's all there. I can reach for it. That's great. Um, I think, so Christy, do you have any other questions? I wanted to ask one question of Graham before we- Nope, I don't uh, have any more, yeah. Okay. Um, so let's see, Graham. Um, what's the most difficult part about being a student at launch school? Um, that's a good question. Um, I think it will depend a bit on your background. Um, so for some people, it's just going to be pivoting to technical learning. Um, you know, I come from a very creative family, ironically enough. All of my sisters did either music or English or anything like that. Um, and so I think one thing, depending on your background, could just be technical learning. Um, it's a little bit different. Um, you're going to be dealing with uh, different constructs that you're just not as used to. Um, so I think that could be one challenge um, that is, for the most part, fairly easily overcome. Um, I think the other thing is because of launch schools just, uh, I guess, uniqueness, um, you probably haven't experienced anything like it before. Um, so there's not a ton of situations, at least from my you know, small life experience, there's not a lot of situations out there that lend itself to mastery-based learning in the way that like launch school does it. Um, because I mean, I came from a traditional factory-based, you know, college onto a factory-based boot camp, um, and so coming here, it was a big, big change to um, not have that treadmill already running. Um, and so I think that that's the biggest thing is uh, I, I think a treadmill is a good example because if you're very new, you can start that treadmill at 0.5 or one and that's comfortable for you and you can go at that pace. If you're used to it, you can start at five or 5.5 or six. Um, and I think that's the biggest challenge and the biggest strength of launch school um, is that you have a bunch of different people all on the same path, but going different paces. Um, and so the biggest challenge is understanding what your pace needs to be like um, and understanding that like that pace is your own pace and not anybody else's. Um, I think, especially like in my instance, I'm going rather quickly through the course material. And so like, I mean, I've had people like DM me and asking me for tips and stuff like that. And I think it's just like, there's this factor of understanding yourself that is really, really important to launch school. Um, and launch school will almost kind of force you to, to learn more about yourself um, because you have to understand some things that like, that just lend itself to mastery-based learning. Like, do I need to, you know, go back through this unit again, even after I've passed the assessment? Do I need to, you know, um, you know, am I ready for this assessment? You know, I've been studying for two weeks. How do I know if I'm ready? Um, things like that, that there's not really an external, you know, thing you can check. Um, and I think that's been the difficulty, like coming from like factory-based learning, like college, you know, for the most part, professors are very, uh, not to say that Launch School isn't clear on what they expect. They have amazing expectations for their assessments. Um, but for the most part, you have a clear path in front of you and you know exactly when things are going to happen. Um, and I was even talking with, uh, with a friend of mine earlier today about this, about how, you know, like, when do I know if I'm ready to take an assessment? Um, you know, when, how, how, how do I plan out, okay, well, say I want to do capstone, how, how long is core going to take me? Stuff like that, that like, is just different between people. Like, I, like, there's no solid answer. Like, someone can come into core and do it in like five months. Some people take, you know, years and that's okay. And I think that's one of the biggest struggles as a new student is like seeing, you know, especially like in the Slack, people put like, you know, 225 in their name or whatever. And you see that and you're like, man, how am I gonna get there? 
um, these people know so much and and stuff. And then once you get there, you almost kind of don't even realize that oh, I'm at that I'm at that part now because you're too busy looking at Capstone. Like man, how am I going to get there? <laughs> um, and so I think yeah, the biggest challenge is definitely understanding that like the the path is your own to take and, and like you're going at your own pace and you shouldn't compare yourself to anyone else and with that comes a lot of like self-discovery and um and just knowledge in general about how you function like how do you learn how do you study how do you, you know how how should i schedule things how should i do there's a lot of moving parts that you know for the most part in a factory-based setting are scheduled for you or are set for you um, that you kind of have to take the ownership of. And I, I think that's really challenging. Thanks, Graham. Um, and, and I'm sorry, guys, I didn't realize that we were out of time. Um, so I don't want to eat up into anyone else's time. I really appreciate all of you being here today. And thank you, Graham and Derek and Catherine for sharing your stories. It, it sounds like from, from the chat channel, it sounds like this, this has all been super helpful. Um, if, um, yeah, the, I, I appreciate everyone being here and thank you for the panelists and, and Chris for, for joining along today. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Thanks so much, everyone. Yeah. Congrats, Derek. Thank on you the very much. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, Graham and Catherine. Yeah. yeah. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Catherine's offers. <laughs> yeah, All right. Bye, everyone. See you. Bye, everyone. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Launch School Podcast. Check back for new episodes and don't forget to like, subscribe, and review.